Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 704 of the Sith Hollow News. Uh, I'm Dark Drackle, and I'm joined by no one as of yet, but I think Randy will be showing up here later. I think I'm going to dive in a little bit into the Star Wars miniatures characters uh, ratings, just for some fun to kind of do, you know, kind of fill some time and some space. And it's kind of fun to look at uh, what some of the ratings um are or have been on some of these characters that are in the game. It's it's a, not a perfect rating system by all means. Absolutely, it's kind of a popularity contest. What people like vote on, they vote on things like just because they like a character, like a from a show, or maybe they dislike a character, they might vote it down. Um, so it's not always based on the playability or you know how powerful a piece actually is um so you might find you know when you're doing a little search on uh www.bluemilk.com you might find one of the characters is uh ranked really low that's actually a a pretty uh playable or competitive piece and um and i think there's a couple of them i could probably pick out um so Without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and kind of get started. Let's start off just by looking at uh, the Old Republic. Um, and let's look at some of the uh, Old Republic unique characters. Um, and when I do that and I hit my the little rating thing here, uh, sitting at the top of Old Republic, the highest rated character is Mitra Surik, Republic General. Uh, Mitra Surik is the was the exile in the uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2 video game. Um, so, so there's a little bit of a following there. But I do think this is a really uh, strong piece. Uh, she's only 44 points. She's got a commander effect that... Um, allows her to toke somebody adjacent to her so she can end her turn and then she can grab somebody and uh, yank them across the board adjacent to them which is a pretty powerful ability um, she's a twin attacker she's got tactician plus six and she's got an ability that you know like works with uh, jedi crusaders and things so uh, yeah she's a pretty strong piece and i think it makes sense um She's a 9.67 with nine votes. Um, one of the interesting things about this too is often you see like newer characters get highly rated because uh, they get fewer votes. They might be um, the only people that maybe there's only like a handful of votes on them and they've uh, got like a, a high rating where as if there were more votes, maybe that would um, trend downward. Um, Saru Jalaj is uh, the number two spot with the 9.33. Uh, she's a character that fought alongside, um, I believe it was Farfalla. Um, uh, she was uh, from the Darth Bane uh, books, book series. She was um, fighting against Darth Bane. Um, so an army of light character. And then we have Malik Jedi General is a 9.25. Uh, so he's a pretty 
pretty good piece. Um, hands out rolling evade to other uh, characters. Um, then we have Vinzalo, Jedi Master with a 9.21. Um, that is a the from the also from from the old Republic uh, video game trailer. I don't know if he really makes any appearance in the game itself, but he is featured in one of the trailers. Um, and um, we have uh, Baudur Tech Specialist. This is another piece from Knights of Old Republic. So a lot of the Old Republic Knights of Old Republic, the Old Republic video game characters, are seem to be pretty popular here at the top. Um, and that Baldur tech specialist has a, a repair 30 and he gives personalized shields to, uh, characters. I think just people like the, I think people like the character. I think they like the design of this character as well. So those are the ones that are in kind of the top five. Uh, and then if I look at the very bottom down at the very bottom here, we've got uh, foreign Dodonna Fleet Admiral, um, a character from the Knights of the Republic game. Um, she has a commander effect that says, uh, after setup before initiative, if your opponent's squad contain at least five more characters than yours, Old Republic allies without a force rating gain damage reduction 10 until the end of skirmish. So this is unpopular for multiple reasons when the old republic is very focused on uh force users and uh she's also stipulating that you have to have uh in it be in a situation where your opponent has five more activations than you so that makes it very complicated it's very situational and uh so for those two reasons it's like just not very popular um character she does have Old Republic Reserves 20. I think one of the only characters to have that, um, to have a reserves ability, which lets you bring in more characters if you roll like a 20. The next to the bottom, uh, and this is not the case of it being not competitive because we saw it being played several times over the last year, is General Vaklu, Defender of Onderon. Uh, 27 point piece. It's got double attack and greater mobile, so it can move back and forth and make all of its attacks. It's got crowd fighting, and it has stifling attack, which allow it to bypass uh, characters' defenses. It has a commander effect that um, says, at the start of skirmish, you choose an, a unique ally with lightsaber, and that ally gains stifling for the rest of skirmish. Uh, this character has an affinity with Sith, so it can play in the Old Republic faction and in the Sith faction. So, I mean, it's handing out stifling to characters in two different factions. I mean, it's pretty pretty strong piece, and I think the only reason that it's uh, rated so lowly um, with the 5.6, and it has eight votes, uh, I think it's you know it's it's an anti-shooting it's an anti-tank type shooter um and i think that can draw a lot of ire from people um also i think a lot of people felt like it wasn't going to fit into uh their old republic or their sis squads and and they didn't really see a use for it 
So that's my guess um, for why it's rated so low. Um, could be because it has a 10 attack. Maybe they, people felt like it's not getting a, a high enough attack or something. Uh, next up would be Karth Onassi, which is only a 5.5. Uh, and and it is very expensive. Uh, he's 37 points. He's just got double with Deadeye. Um, he's got double and twin and intuition. It's actually, I don't know. I think it's just his cost, I think, is somewhat prohibited. Um, 37 points for character with a seven attack and 70 hit points. It's kind of, kind of a lot. Um, Grandmaster Satil Sean. Oh, that's an epic, so that one really doesn't count. Uh, and then we've got down at the very bottom, the dregs, the last rated uh, Old Republic piece is uh, Season Fess. Quizen Fess? I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce that. Uh, this is from uh, the Old Republic uh, comics. Uh, it's a Trandoshan. Um, he's costing 36. He is a melee attacker. It costs 36, but he's not a force user. Um, he's got some different abilities like uh, Scorekeeper's Blessing. When he defeats an enemy with of a higher cost, he gets plus one, plus one, which is uh, cumulative every time he defeats an enemy. Um, I think people just, I don't know, maybe don't like the the flavor of the piece. Um, maybe he's considered to be too expensive. He just does have a role. Like I said, a lot of Old Republic is focused towards uh, force users and and more like the Old Republic trooper squads. So this is a piece that just isn't really getting much love. Okay, well, moving on, um, I'm going to look at some of the uh, Sith uniques and where they're ranked. Um, We've got the highest ranked Sith character, uh, two lock horde, Lord of Hate. Uh, obviously, powerful piece. Um, got uh, it's rated a nine point eight eight with eight votes. Um, very strong piece. Uh, very defensive piece. Hard to take down. He's got Sith reflexes, and he's unstoppable. He's got the hatred and a new ability called teleport, which lets him kind of jump around on the board. I think uh, he's got a unique play style. He's a little different, um, and I think he's um, obviously recognized a very competitive piece. People like it. Um, some people don't, but he's ranked very highly. Uh, next up, a piece that basically won the uh, championship, uh, the world championship uh, this last year. Um, Darth Trail, Lord of Betrayal. Um, this is a piece that has big rapports for the, um, for the Sith. She's bringing a lot to the table. She's boosting people up. She's got that drain life. She can force phase. She gets a lot of movement. You might notice her jumping across the board, doing a lot of damage. Uh, she's a 
triple attacker, um, and she has uh, telekinetic combat, which lets her throw her lightsaber around and hit different targets. So she's you know, a pretty strong piece. Uh, next up is Darth Malak Sith Lord. This is a, a newer character. Uh, cost 48. Um, got a 9.3 rating with six votes. Um, this one's really made to play with the Revan Bandon kind of combo, um, and uh, and it's pretty strong. It does some pretty cool tricks. Um, next up is Darth Bane Sith Master, a cost fifty character. Um, it has the Rule of Two, which basically when Darth Bane Sith Master is uh defeated you're able to take another darth and put that darth in his place uh, one that's already in play but uh he's got like lightsaber defenses he's got lightsaber protection um he's got a lightsaber assault and twin attack so he can get off a lot of attacks and he has that dumok style mastery that gives a negative four modifier uh to enemies on their save rolls on his turn when he's attacking so pretty pretty powerful stuff uh it's been used in combination with tulak horde a couple times it's been played with cognizant it's been played with several of different characters um it's never really i don't think it's really completely dominated but it's a highly competitive piece recognized uh by its rating um then we've got Darth Maul Death Watch Overlord. Uh, he's a 9.17 uh, with 12 votes. Um, he's seen a lot of play, played a lot with Mandos. Um, people really enjoy this character. Um, and you know, he makes some pretty tough Mando squads with his uh, plus four, plus 10 that he gives them. Um, I'll just mention one last mention here. Uh, Darth Cadus Sith Lord. Uh, who is a 9.1 he's probably or has been one of the most competitive pieces in the game uh for a while probably not as much anymore um kind of fell out of favor out of play for a while i think but he's got this angting flow walking ability that uh basically lets you go first and um attack somebody uh pre-round like before the round actually begins and then he gets to go and he can attack again on his turn at the start of the round so it's like he gets two free attacks almost uh or two two turns almost if uh you're spinning the force for it so pretty strong piece it's got some nice uh defensive abilities um but he um i don't know he, he kind of seems to take a fall to like adjacent shooters so it's kind of a little bit of a weakness there but um, overall he's a strong piece and has um, won several regionals and been very competitive um so let's look at the lowest rank stuff um uh let's see we've got naga sadao sith lord who is ranked 6.2 with five votes um he's got stuff for 
effects for savage characters. I think that's probably the reason he's so lowly ranked. People just feel like he's not that competitive. Um, you know, he's he's a cost 58 character, and he's like working with savage characters. And savage is one of those abilities that uh, very hard to use because you're only allowed to go um, if if you can move and base someone and become adjacent to an enemy, you have to move and become adjacent to an enemy. So it's somewhat limiting. Um, so I think that might be part of basically the reason um, is because of the characters he's made to play with and his cost. Next up, we got Marco Ragnos, Ancient Sith Lord. Oh, nope, I'm going to skip him. He's an epic, so can't really play him. Uh, Lord Scourge. And this is one, yeah, he's just not that uh, playable. Cost 41. Um, he has internal strife and shifting loyalties. So basically, this character, if you roll a one, he's going to join the opponent's team. Uh, and then he also has shifting loyalties. Wherever he targets an enemy of a higher cost, he joins the opponent's squad until the end of skirmish. Save 11. So he's potentially jumping back and forth uh, between teams. So why do you want to play him? Uh, it costs 41 points. He's just viewed as, I think, as more of a liability uh, than anything. Other than that, his stats are decent. And his, um, I mean, he's got twin and, and overwhelming force and lightsaber bravado 20. So, I mean, that's all good. But nobody wants to gamble, you know, on a, on a risk character like that. Okay, next up would be Darth Malak. And this is from the Champions of the Force set. Kind of lowly rated because of his cost 52. Um, his commander effect is pretty weak. It's followers who combine fire grant a plus six instead of a plus four. So combined fire um, just is not a very effective strategy. I mean, it's useful and it's good, but it's not going to win you games. And uh, an increase of plus two to your combined fire just isn't really do cutting it, especially for a 52 character. Um, and then with his other, like, he's only like a double attacker, melee double attacker with Sith Rage. Um, I mean, he's got throw and he's got stun, but other than that, it's just not, not doing it. And then the lowest ranked Sith character, unique, is General Vaklu, Defender of Onderon. Man, I mean, 5.6, that's, uh, you know, and, and I think basically for the same reasons I gave in Old Republic, uh, eight votes, voting him down, maybe just the, don't have a use for him, or it's just people don't really tend to like uh, shooters, shooters that are, you know, Cutting through defenses like that. Okay. And moving on, I'm going to get into these Mandalorians here. Uh, the Mandos. Um, the uh, highest ranked Mando is Montross, is a 9.3 with only three votes. Um, He's a good character, though. I mean, he's got greater mobile, assassin, bounty hunter, plus two, improved missiles, which uh, um, 
does 20 damage to each character adjacent to a target, save 16. So it's like very difficult to avoid. Um, he has independent outfits, so he can play it. He can play in both Talon Card or in Mandalorian squads. Um, he just can't play in Death Watch squads, but that's not enough to prevent him from being considered good. Uh, he was in, I believe, the um, runner up squad. No, maybe. I'm trying to remember if he was in the Gen Con winning squad. I'll have to ask uh, Randy. I don't exactly remember, but I know he's been in some uh, pretty strong squads. A very competitive piece. Um, so it doesn't surprise me he's up there. Next up is Pa Vizsla. That's interesting. That's a very new character. Uh, Pa Vizsla, Child of the Watch. He's got heavy weapon. He's got flamethrower 20, personal combat shields, triple attack. I think the combinations, I think it's a popular character. I think it's a combination of being a popular character and a new character and playing with Mando's allies and being like a triple attacker uh, with Flamethrower. I think, you know, all those things go, go in its favor. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that competitive like the rating would suggest, but. Uh, next up would be Darth Maul, Death Watch Overlord. This is one of the, another character that can be in Sith or Mando, so much more popular in being played with Mandos. Like I said when I was talking about him in Sith, so uh, pretty good piece. Um, next up is Mandalore the Vindicated. Very strong piece, has disruptive. Um, and... And this guy has got force close, or excuse me, I'm looking, looking at the wrong stat block. Um, he's got triple attack and disruptive, and then he's got an ability, a movement breaker to move Mando ally six squares, which is always good. So he's very strong. And then we've got <clears throat> Sabine Rim, Rebel Freedom Fighter, who's uh, another affinity piece that can play in Mandos or in Rebels. Uh, she's got Mandalorian Protector. She's a double attacker. She's got Coordinated Strike. She has the Darksaber and a ability called Mandalorian Vambrance. And then she also has a Commander Effect that says you can have Ezra Bridger um, in your Mandalorian squad. Uh, regardless of faction, even though he's a Rebel, you can bring him over into Mandos. So... Very cool piece. Um, a lot of Mandalorian protector squads. Sometimes she gets mixed up in different kinds of uh, Mando squads. I haven't really seen her being played in Rebels, and I don't feel like maybe she doesn't really have a place in Rebels. Um, but you know, she's still liked, and she's ranked uh, at a nine with six votes. So that's pretty good. And now for the the bottom, uh, we've got Braylor. Not even really sure who Braylor is. Don't really quite recall. Um, Braylor is a Neo Crusader. He's got triple attack. Um, he's got camaraderie to give uh, Candorus, Ordo, a Kelborn, Neo Crusader. He's got Kyber Dart, Perry. Um, he's got six. He's only a, rated for a six, though, but he only has two votes. Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's some hate going on here to this character. Um, Maybe because sometimes when people don't really know who a character is, then they kind of downvote him just because they don't know the character and they don't really appreciate him. Um, 
and I don't know, maybe they just don't like what he's doing with Neo Crusaders. So that could be a part of it. Then we got Mandalore the F nope, that's an epic. Can't do that one. Uh Rusan Skarada, uh Clan Skarada, Twin Attack, Stealth, Defensive Stat, uh Stance, Devious. Um, a lot of stuff for Clan Skarada. Clan Skarada does not have a lot of development or pieces. Um it's just not that competitive. It's a cost 17 character with a seven attack. I don't know. I just don't, I haven't seen anybody do anything really powerful with it competitively. It's ranked as a 5.8 with only five votes. Next up is Isabet Rao. And she is um, only a 5.6 with eight votes. Um, she's a Death Watch character. She's got Flight, Opportunist, and Thorium Charge, which all look really good. Uh, her commander effect is your squad may contain Sparty Clone Trooper Demolitionist. So she's bringing in the, a really good door control piece and giving them Death Watch for the rest of Skirmish. I don't really see a problem with this. this is a pretty well-designed character. Not sure why it's only a 5.6 uh, with eight votes. Really not sure on that one. Um, and then the lowest ranked uh, at a 4.2 with only five votes is Kex, Neo Crusader Quartermaster. So it looks like some of these real sub-faction-y type stuff, stuff that's kind of like really niche and limited to a certain sub-faction. Some of these characters are getting downvoted. Um, maybe that was because they don't like that they can't, that they're so niche and that they can't play them in other stuff that they consider to be competitive. They don't, you know, if, if that sub faction doesn't really have many competitive options, maybe people are just like, why, why are you even making this? I don't care. So they're downvoting it. I mean, that's the only thing I can kind of figure. Um, so, um, next up, so yeah, that's a quartermaster. That was the lowest ranked um, Mandalorian unique. Let's go on to a little bit about Republics here. So the highest ranked in the Republic characters, uh, we've got interesting, really, there we go. Okay. Um, We've got Syndrolic Jedi Battlemasters here, and he's at a nine with 16 votes. A championship piece, really good piece. Uh, next up from that is Null Arc Trooper Captain Ordo with a 9.09 .09 with 22 votes. Uh, a cost 34, good shooter, unique twin attack. Uh, got Master Slicer and a Verpine Shadow Rifle lets, lets him ignore cover on enemies so that's a good piece um then you got r2d2 astromech droid aka doombot a 9.11 rating with 333 votes uh this one's a uh, from the revenge of the sith set from wizards of the coast just a powerhouse piece tow cable letting you drag somebody 12 squares i mean it's just and then he gets to override doors open or shut. He's a game changer. He's a huge piece. Nobody else really can do what he can do. 
it only costs nine points. He only one point more than like a R7 astromech droid that just opens doors. So he's pretty powerful piece. Um, maybe should be ranked higher. Uh, next up, Arc Trooper Fives, Republic Hero. I think this is just popularity of the character. I don't see anything really super special about him. Um, cost 27, double attacker, a sniper, no commander effects. He does have a 12 attack. I mean, he's, you know, probably a, a, for his cost, probably a decent, decent character, but I haven't really seen him being played. Um, I just feel like the popularity of the piece is or the high ratings just based off its popularity of the character. Um, next up, Masamita probably should be a lot higher. Uh, it's a 9.27. This is probably a 10. I mean, as far as competitiveness, he basically makes all commander effects board wide with a booming voice. It's ridiculous. Um, he only cost eight points. I mean, He's kind of a auto include in a lot of situations. I mean, you have to ask when you're building, you know, you're like, you're asking yourself, why am I not playing him? I mean, there may be reasons you don't need him. Maybe you don't need to extend any commander effects. So you wouldn't play him. But other than that, he's probably going to be in somebody's Imperial or Republic squad, the two factions, both of them. I mean, so. And then next up, Master Dooku, a newer character uh, designed uh, just off like the latest set of 44 points. Um, he's 130 hit points, a 16 attack, 20 damage, melee, double backlash. Uh, he's got extra effort so he can do like a force choke two at the end of his turn. Um, and he has Mikashi style mastery. Uh, just pretty pretty little powerhouse piece for 44 points just you know pretty solid design i don't see that competitive i don't know that he's really super competitive i think he's a well he's good design and he's a strong piece but i haven't seen him in anything that's that competitive and i think it's uh popularity of the piece people like the design but not necessarily about how uh, saying anything about his competitiveness not to say that someone couldn't build something with him that's super competitive, but it just hasn't happened yet. Um, and then the highest ranked character. This is a kind of blows my mind. Uh, this is Governor Sio Bibble, five votes, and he's a 9.6. Highest ranked unique Republic character. He's unique, he's got cloaked, and he's got pacifism. And then he's got a commander effect that says, um, once around after initial determinant, one ally name contained Amidala within the line of sight, and up to two non-unique Republic allies can immediately move up to three squares. So he's got a big kind of movement breaker for like Amidala and Republic allies in line of sight. So he's a you know kind of a movement breaker. Uh, he's got a little he's he's cloaked, so he's hard to shoot. And he's got passivism, but he's only twelve points, so he's very cheap. He's very cheap little movement breaker in Republic. Not like they really needed much more movement breaking, but there they go. They got it. And yeah, I no idea why he's like the highest rated unique character. People like their governor Sio Bibble. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the lowest ranked uh so far. Um 
And it looks like we got a little uh, Ayla Secura from the Clone Strike. Looks like Clone Strike's going to be pretty big on these. Like, very second set from Wizards of the Coast. A lot of Jedi that were kind of low, low tier. Just not really powerful at all. Really overwhelming. A lot of disappointment from people. Um, she's unique melee attack um, character with deflect. Um, she gives a plus two attack to troopers. Just underwhelming. Uh, Captain Typho, uh, 18 cost character. Another clone strike character. Unique bodyguard with a commander effect that gives Naboo soldiers bodyguard. Just underwhelming, not really competitive. Uh, Chewbacca of Kashyyyk from the, the third set, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, unique Wookiee, double attack and momentum. 25 points. I'm not sure why he's ranked so low, but people don't like him. Then we got Quinlan Voss uh, from Clone Strike. Again, all of these are Clone Strike. A couple of... Uh, Revenge of the Sith set and uh, three Revenge of the Sith set, I think, <coughs> and several Clone Strike characters down at the bottom. Uh, just a, an overcost, underwhelming Jedi. Um, then we have Revenge of the Sith, uh, Bail Organa with like a 4.15 with 61 votes. All these are like got 60 or 70 votes for them. Um, and uh yeah so those are the lowest ranked um republic uniques i'm gonna dive into seps now a little separatist a little cis looks like we got at the top of the board you got general grievous droid army commander very popular. He's from Clone Wars set. He's got uh, commander effects as droid followers get plus four, plus four, and twin attack. He's got triple. Um, he's a unique cyborg. He's got Jedi Hunter and Blaster 20. I've seen him being played. Um, I think he's won some events, but I don't think he's really dominated. But he's popular. People like their General Grievous. Next up, Makes a lot of sense. Probably the most powerful commanders in it for the Separatists. General Worm Loathsome. Reason being, he's given out twin. Uh, droids are subject to his effect, and followers within six gain twin attack. So attacking more, it's always good. Other than that, that's about all he's doing. For 20 points, it's very worth it. We got Cad Bane, Bounty Hunter. Powerful piece, competitive piece, won lots of events. I think it's won a championship, maybe. Um, he's given bounty hunters uh, charging fire 10. It's big, moving like double speed and then attacking at plus 10 damage. Pretty big deal. He's got furious assault, and he's able to run out there and just shoot up everybody with twin attack. And Bounty Hunter 6. I mean, kind of silly. I mean, power. Only 80 hit points, so, you know, you can't take him. He's one of those, I'm a powerful, strong shooter, but I only have, like, so many hit points, and I don't have really a lot of defenses other than the hostage shield. But, yeah, 
And then next up, this is an interesting one. Riff Tamsin, uh, Shark Boy from the Clone Wars animated series. What a interesting design. I think people just like that he's a shark. Uh, he's very different for the clone, for the Separatists. Um, he's like not a commander, but he's playing. He's got a lot of synergies with them. Um, and he's doing some interesting things with terrain mastery and um, getting bonuses when he's like in low cover. And um, he's got a lot, he's got parry, which is very useful when you're going up against like, you know, force users and stuff. So pretty good, pretty good piece. And then we got Toll Score, probably should be ranked higher. Pretty strong character. He's a 9.0, it's only four votes. Um, he costs 30. Um, he's double greater mobile attacker. He's got force attune. He's a force user. He's a he's a Jedi for the separatists. So I mean they don't have a lot of those. So I can see why he's highly ranked and he's pretty playable. So makes sense. Um, let's go jump down to the bottom, and we've got. Uh, we've got. Uh, Rune Haku cost 12. He's got diplomat distraction and a rapport for Newt Gunray. And yeah, he's just not that good. Then we got um, Clone Strike General Grievous. Got a 5.3 with 67 votes. He's a unique cyborg with double attack. Got one fourth point, and he gives uh, non unique droid followers double attack. He's just it's just not considered to be that good. And then we got Shu Mai, uh, a 4.9 unique opportunist with stealth. Just not really, I guess, I don't know, people probably, well, it might be one of those, I'm not even sure who they are, who she is. So, I mean, just not really liked, I guess. Then we got General Grievous Jedi Hunter. Uh, unique cyborg melee with quadruple attack cost 42 points really hard to set up a quadruple attack um, that's all he's doing he's a melee um, attacking character he's got Jedi Hunter his name but he does not have the Jedi Hunter ability it's not very playable from the Revenge of the Sith set so kind of low tier then we got Nuke Gunray and this is funny because it's actually won a regional, but it's a character you look at and say that it shouldn't be played. It has a commander fixes allies get negative two speed and gain speed four. Of course, that only affects living allies, and and so you're playing this guy with droids because they're going to ignore that commander effect. And then he's got. Uh, separatist reinforcements 20 and separatist reserves so he's really just a like a reinforcements character if you're playing droids and you don't have any like living allies then he could be useful but he costs 30 so not all that great we got that yep that's kind of the bottom at the very bottom there um like i said he has most probably avoided at most times, but has been played like one time by a player 
uh, who I think it was like in the Michigan regional who used him to win a regional. So maybe if you really need those separatist reinforcements. Okay, now we got our rebels. Um, and looks like the top at the top of the rebels, interestingly enough, is True Emway and Baze Malbus together on one base. Um, they are a pretty strong uh, pair. They got that force attuned armor, extra effort. They've got parry. They've got a blaster barrage. They got plenty of tricks um, offensively and defensively. And I think people just kind of like the character and they like the design. Got highly ranked. Um, we've got Princess Leia Rebel Commando. She's got a commander effect that says unique rebel allies within six squares get 10 damage if she's wounded. She gets used quite a lot in different kind of competitive builds. Then we've got Biggs Darklighter Rebel Pilot. Um, this one surprised me. I'm not sure about this one. I guess he's good in pilots. He gives a Luke pilot. And uh, he's got evade, squad assault. Okay, so, yeah, I just think people like it. I think really the high rating for this guy is mainly just the character. That's the big thing, is the character. Uh, then we got I5YQ at a 9.14. Um, he plays uh, with Pavin. Um and does he gets pretty silly? Um, and I've seen some pretty strong squads with him. I don't think he's been playing a lot competitively, but he's strong. It's a pretty strong piece. Okay, then we got on solo captain of the Millennium Falcon. Um, he's a pretty good piece. Cost forty eight. Um, he's got that. Um, Abilities, commander effects saying initiatives cannot be modified by special abilities or force powers. Um, and he's got accurate shot, all the things you want from Han. He also has Han shot first special ability. So he's a pretty good piece. Um, I don't know if he's that good in Rebels, but um, I think people like the design. They like Han Solo. He got a 9.11. Uh, then we got Chewy. Uh, Chewy is one of those um, one of those characters that is really good, and if you can find the right pieces to play with him, um, you could have something good. But people have had struggled trying to put him with something competitive. But he's a uh, designed by Ricky Heck, the uh, Gen Con 2013 champion. Um, and he's got a lot of fun abilities like walking carpet. Um, he's got never upset a Wookiee if he's at half health. All of a sudden, his attacks become unpreventable. Uh, he's a greater mobile double attacker. He gets to move back and forth and attack. And if he moves, he gets a plus four, plus 10. So he's like a 14 for 30s. Uh, yeah, he's just, a, you know, he's got 100 hit points. So he's pretty strong. Um, and, and, I can see why he got rated pretty high. And he's a he's a good Chewy. Got the high ranking. 
Um, I will mention Riken, who's a 9.0, probably very competitive. I mean, one of those like auto-include type characters. He gives allies evade and mobile attack. Very strong for rebels. Commander. Okay, then we got um, the low ratings. Um, and we got Princess Leia Captive. Um, with a 4.1, she's just a cost 13 melee attacker, and with a seven attack, she just not there's nothing really special, nothing good to do with her. Uh, she's from the first set, and then we got the Rebel Storm, Luke Skywalker Rebel, another character, <laughs> really kind of just a 17 cost shooter, doesn't really have anything special to them. Um, you got C-3PO, Ewok Deity. Um, this is a character that just kind of sits in the middle of the board or something, speed zero with disruptive. Just doesn't really do He's more of almost like a kind of a theme piece than anything. Then you got um, uh, Nine Nub, another kind of useless, rub, unique rebel shooter. Uh, he has no, really all he has is unique, no spe other special abilities. Um, he's just like an eight attack for like 20 damage. That's about all he's good for. So, um, and yep, that pretty much wraps up all the, the rebels. Um, where am I at? I just got to get through Imperials, New Republic, Vong, and Fringe. Um, and, uh, and I think Randy, you joined me, haven't you? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, how you doing? All right. What are we talking about? Well, I'm just been cruising through uh, the Star Wars miniatures ratings, just kind of going over the listing off the top five and the bottom five of all the the uh, ranked characters, just kind of for fun and to fill up some time. Um, I'm on the Imperials now. Your favorite faction. So, All right. uh, the top, the number one rated Imperial Unique is uh, Darth Vader, Emperor's Fist. He's got a 10 with five votes. He's a pretty strong character. He's been seen playing a lot in some competitive squads uh, recently. He was in the, the squad for the the Gen Con Championship and uh, played in the uh, finals of the uh Escalation tournament. So, pretty strong piece. He's given out um, Inquisitors like different abilities, and he's got Dominant Force, Grag, Telekinesis. Um, yeah, pretty good piece. Um, uh, I was going to ask you was uh, was Montrose played in, was he in Jason's squad in the Gen Con finals? Yes. Okay. Um, um... It was Montrose and then Jarden. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, so he was like kind of in the top five for Mando, so that makes sense. Um, next one, that's kind of interesting. Um, this is Ganner Krieg. I'm not sure. I think maybe it's just people like the idea of Imperial Knights, and I think it's the popularity of the character, not necessarily the competitiveness of it. Uh, he is pretty good, and he's got 
he's got a lot to give to Imperial Knights. He's like giving Imperial Knights twin. So people like their twin. Um, so um, I think twin that's something that of, you get very little of in Empire too. There is nothing that really gives it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I think that's it. But I haven't really seen Imperial Knights tearing up the, the tables or anything. So, I mean, my feeling is just kind of like uh, a a preference towards, you know, designing uh, towards a certain subfaction people like. Whereas, like, um, I saw some of the lower ranked. There were some like really low ranked. Um, what was it? Uh, clan like Clan Scarada piece like that. You know. Like Isabel Rao is like really low ranked um, character, and I, I feel like it's it's a lesser known character, uh, and it's in a like a sub faction that doesn't have a lot of development, and probably people aren't maybe are really considered to be competitive or playable. So they're kind of like, you know, I don't see anything wrong with her. I think she's you know she's doing a lot. I think for her sub faction, she's a good piece for her sub faction, but I think the I think the rating is just kind of you know sort of hating on the on the sub faction or hating on her character, you know. Um, you know how these, this rating stuff is; it's more of a popularity contest. So, I mean, sometimes. Uh, yeah. Next up is Masamita, and probably should be ranked up higher than than Darth Vader's Emperor Fist. Um, power piece I already talked about this one for republic but uh, 9.2 strong piece booming voice ridiculous you know um and we got bb90 uh i think that one's i think rated highly because of uh the uniqueness of the design and and i guess maybe people aren't you know too are not down on the character too much on the BB ninety, you know. So I mean, it's just a cute little droid. I mean, how can you hate on that? So uh, nine point two rating with five votes, and then we got Wolf Tarkin uh, with a nine point two with ten votes. It's a much newer piece. Um, people like it. Um, it's got an interesting design where it's like creating a kind of different niche in um, Imperials. Uh, you want to speak to that? You're the Imperial guy. Um, it, I think, uh, I think Wilhelf and Emperor's Fist being high rated is um, both being very, as high rated as they are is because of their ability to work together somewhat. Um, Tarkin's kind of a refreshing way to play Imperials without playing Thrawn. You know, something something different that we don't have Dala to play anymore. So um, Tarkin kind of becomes the the thing that you're going to play if you're going to play outside of Thrawn. Um, he's okay. only point one higher than Thrawn. Uh, Thrawn's got 227 votes and weighs in at 9.1, whereas Tarkin's only got 10 votes and he's weighing in at 9.20. So I think over time, if more people were to vote, 
you would see Thrawn rise up over Tarkin, but he would um, still stay a high-ranked piece just because of it's a yeah kind of a interesting sub-faction for Imper- Imperials to play in. And Thrawn's probably seen a lot of hate over the years, so I'm sure there's some one one bombs there in the ratings for Thrawn, Mithron. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe. Let's go to the bottom, the bottom of the pile here, uh, and we've got Baron Fell. Um, this is a universe huge piece. Um, he's really just kind of a bland. Shooter, he's a unique with dead eye, nine attack, ten base damage. Doesn't have really anything else. Oh wait, he's got a commander effect. What is it? Um, followers within six who combine fire get plus six instead of plus four. Okay, and 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 also, uh, the Malik that has the same commander effect was also in the bottom five of Sith. Combined fire just isn't a real sexy way to win. It's just not a plus two to combine fire. Just isn't that helpful. Um, not that great of a commander effect. And he, he, uh, he uh, was a commander for a group of guys that they ended up giving twin. <laughs> so am, am I going to combine fire to give up two attacks? No. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Okay, then we got Stormtrooper TK1 to or four two one. Um, this is a very uh, kind of a different design. Also, he's he's a he's a non-unique unique. He's a stormtrooper TK designated number who's a unique, but he doesn't really have. I mean, he just has the the, the designation the TK four two one. But it doesn't really have a name, um, and I think maybe the reason that he's low ranked is he's a 4.6 with 15 votes, and the reason for that is his ability. Why aren't you at your post? Uh, when he would be defeated, you can replace him with a character named Luke Skywalker in Stormtrooper armor. The new character is considered activated and joins the opponent squad until the end of the skirmish. Now. This was a problem uh, earlier in the game because essentially he would go in and hang out in Gambit. If you killed him and he joined your squad, if you're playing like a talent card or, you know, something that required you to be of one, you know, like type of sub faction or faction or whatever it was, he would basically just, he would shut down everything in your squad because all of a sudden your commander effects that require your squad to be of one type, all of a sudden he's like a rebel and he's different and, and, and he doesn't fit. And, and a lot of people don't like that, you know, when it's like they feel like the point of the game is to be defeating your opponent's pieces and in doing so you're being punished for doing that. Um, people don't like that. So I think that's the negative response to this why aren't you at your post ability he's like a he's a cost 10 unique that switches sides and can totally ruin an opponent's squad so got a lot of hate for that 
Then we got um, Morgan Elsbeth, Imperial Magistrate. What the heck? I don't know. Um, uh, I mean, I don't think she's a bad design. Um, maybe they just don't feel like she's doing anything that special. Um, her commander effect is uh, droid allies whose names contain assassin, immediate imperial allies whose name contains scout, gain Jedi hatred plus 10. Um, she's a melee piece. So, you know, she's got, you know, the commander effect doesn't seem that powerful. It's also one of those, like, you know, uh, you, you got to have these special, like, when when these things are requiring you to have, you know, the third guy from the left has to have a certain, you know, disposition for you, your commander effect to work. People start to dislike those kinds of abilities and commander effects um, when they, they feel like they have too many requirements on them. And then um, she's a melee attacker, unique melee attackers get a lot of hate sometimes and and she's i mean she was like at that point I, and, and when she got her votes she got three votes um i'm guessing it was when she just basically had one appearance in the mandalorian tv show so i don't know what do you think um yeah the the episode with her was uh, kind of a big build-up, and I think it um, it didn't entirely deliver. Um, I would have liked to seen uh, uh, Kyle Hicks or um, Reese Kyle Reese lived through it from Terminator, but um, <laughs> he didn't make it. Um, <laughs> yeah. She, uh, you know, in Imperials. For so long, everything has been designed around the magic number 27. And uh, 27, she's seven points over that. So she's not playing in any of the, like, lower-end squads necessarily, like lower-end cost characters, a big paper squad. And she comes in um, a little bit high-priced to play with those kinds of things and she's um, not quite got the for one point more you've got emperor's fist right mm -hmm. yep yep that's true yep. um, 30 34 she's costing more than thrawn um, but she's not delivering the kind of death and justice that um, Morgan Cord or uh, Mira of Narshada are delivering. <laughs> Both of yeah, whom are twin attacking, and she's she's double. Yeah. So uh, there, uh, it's the same old hurt by fringe. There's fringe characters you can do things can do what she does better. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, next up, we got. This is a funny one. Uh, Ray and Kylo force bonded allies. Raylo uh, with a 3.96 with 27 votes. And she's like 63. She's 63 points. 
she's a large base or they're a large base um she's got greater mobile double acrobat uh, anarchist cunning um she got massive force two and force repulse two there's a couple things going on here i think that's sort of a maybe a like a trifecta of things that cause P this character to be so lowly rated one a lot of players i think in our game do not like raylo you know are not fans of that pairing of those two characters you know th there was sort of a a group of fans people who really excited about the idea of the two of them getting together that didn't seem to be the sentiment among our player group so there's a, a lot of hate towards just the idea of the character in itself uh then this character has a big anarchist bubble that shuts off all commander effects you're usually either in one or two camps you're like in that camp of you know I like commander effects. I want to boost all my characters up with commander effects and build my squad to do all the stuff and tricks I want with commander effects. Oh, you shut off my commander effects. That's dirty. I don't like it. That's not cool. You know, or, you know, screw you and all your stupid commander effects and your, your squad building to win. I'm sick and tired of all these commander effects, you know, that you're boosting up everything with, you know, I'm going to play this piece and it's going to shut you down. Now, what are you going to do without all your commander effects? And there's right there is the anarchist. And, and I think there's a lot of players that, and, and especially coming from a piece like Raylo who are like, I don't like Raylo and I don't like it shutting down C's. Um, and then the other thing is it's a large base and it's, you know, 63 points. It's like, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. I don't want to just put, you know, it's not a good piece. I'm not going to, I'm not going to play a game where I'm just running around with this one big large base character trying to win the game. That's dumb. You know? So I think there's, as far as like the design, as far as like the character, and as far as like gameplay, I feel like there's a lot of people felt like it wasn't competitive. They don't like the piece and they don't like what it's doing. So 3.96. But they're all wrong. <laughs> um, I mean, right? Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, I was I was one square away from from beating Lillian with Raylo the year that she won Gen Con. Um, the, the anarchist thing is huge. Um, there's no in-faction disruptive for the Imperials. Um, you always had to rely on some pretty expensive fringe characters to get a, any kind of disruptive piece. So, yeah, you got to work around the anarchist, but um, it's you're bringing the you're bringing anarchists to the battlefield, so you already have a plan for how you want to use it. Uh, yeah, and the large base with the um, acrobatic and the spinning blade attack 
that's a huge area that you can lay a lot of damage if you win initiative. And there's nothing stopping you from playing Thrawn. Can't yep. swap them, but you can still control initiative with them. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Snoke is giving them greater offensive power, so they're they're rolling a not miss, but on a one for forty damage on on a big spinning blade attack. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't. Yep. I hear that's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, and I do think the, she's. At the end of the turn, getting yourself into you know spinning blade into the middle of their squad and then blowing up, a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it Raylo is probably better or more popular in uh, New Republic squads, like with BB-8 boosting their defense. Uh, but I mean, it's still a good piece even if you played it in, in Imperial. So um, I don't think it deserves this low of a rating um at all but it just like i said you got a lot of hate so down at the bottom then you got moff morlish veed down at the very bottom with the 2.8 and there's not a whole lot going on here i mean it's a vanilla unique cost 11 you're paying to get commander effect which says uh if you have line of sight to an enemy at start a phase, you can choose to activate only one character in that phase. So who cares? Because in Imperials, you had, um, well, Ozzel, um, which lets you go one without Tarkin. requiring a line of sight. Tarkin. Right. And Tarkin, who he costs 11. And if he has line of sight, you can actually go with more characters instead of fewer. So, yeah. So it just wasn't very good. Now the 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 balance committee committee change that made uh, line of sight a requirement um, probably um, made this character more relevant. Although it just no one's ever really tried it or or played it. So, I think you would have you to give him. Like, you could invest like thirty-two points of your squad into having some kind of activation control, and you have uh, you'd have three different characters who, if they have line, of, if you got line of sight, you can control your activations, but take a lot of work, and they kind of step on each other's feet and. Um, Ozil and Tarkin are better than than Moff Veed. And Moff Veed was a very rare. So um, there's, he was, because uh, he's from, like, Legacy, he's from Legacy of the Force. Yeah. So he's got 85 votes, and I think his uselessness is uh, pretty well deserved. Um I've played every wizard's piece, and I have not played him since, like, the first month or two of Legacy of the Fucking Out. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, makes and I've sense. played a lot of materials since that time, so <laughs> I, I think well, it's justified. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna move on to the Re- New Republic, um, and at number one, we got Jana Sola fell. Uh, 9.44 with nine boats. Man, a good piece, good design. Uh, she's got a double, greater mobile, cunning. She's got parry. Um, she's got Masters of Force 2 with leap and deflect. She's got a little bit of everything you want. She's like a, she's a dream. I think she's a great piece. Um, you've played her. Um, so yeah, uh, I can absolutely. See her. I played her with I played her with Raylo, uh having um a lot of cunning attacks. She's a good tank. And uh like Raylo run out there and they do their big spinning blade attack and then a repulse and Jaina Felk can pick some people off pretty quick. So Yeah, good piece. Um next up is Elisa Jedi Master. This one I'm not really tuned in on. Um, she's a melee. She's a force user Jedi um, with mobile deceptive. She's got a rapport for uh, the barbells. Um, Teleconnect combat. Well, that's good. Um, she's got door shatter too. Jedi main trick too. Her commander effect is barbells or a sabatine gain force renewal one and greater mobile. So she's boosting the the lizard girls. I think people just like that. They like they like the lizard girls. They like the the design. They like. I think it's a good Jedi. I don't think it's a real popular character, but um, got seven votes. She's a nine point one. Okay, I'm not sure she should be there, honestly, but she is. Um, then we got Shadow Val Jedi Master uh, from uh, Shadows. Um, it, this is a good piece, really. Um, twin Attacker. He's got um, he's got Force Sense. He's got Jedi Mind Track. He's got Lightsaber Defense, and he's got a Lightsaber Repost, which comes in very handy with this Twin Attack. If you're getting like you know, this is like the answer. Uh, for New Republic against anybody who's trying to strafe or run past you, you know, you can lightsaber repost and whackety whack back at them. Um, nine votes, 9.1. I probably shouldn't be there. Um, I don't know. I just think people like the sculpt too, maybe. He's got kind of a cool yeah. pose, you know. I think it's a, uh, it's a cool sculpt and, um, It's not, not the most competitive. No. Yeah, there's a there's a big fight over stuff in that point cost. So. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got R two D two Galactic Hero. Um, he got some play a while. He's got his big selling points. I think is the distraction, and he's an overrider for ten ten points. Um. Interesting. I've not really seen him used a ton. I mean, if you compare him to Doombot, he's nothing. 
He's a nine. He's a nine point zero nine with eleven votes. Kind of weird. I don't know. I usually um, look at trying to use him myself um, for mm-hmm. for two points over an R seven. You're giving up ten hit points, but you're gaining the defense and you're gaining an actual attack mm-hmm. and uh, an attack with distraction. You know, so. Yeah, the smoke screen at least at least he's doing something at range. There's times that you know with an R7 you're just moving there and you're opening a door, but you're not really accomplishing anything else. So he's giving you just a little bit of an edge. But yeah, I, I think well, over time he probably dropped down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we got General Wedge Antilles in the next spot with a 9.08. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he's a, one of the power commanders for the New Republic. He's given out that um, evade and mobile attack. He's got also got to avoid defeat. Um, he's, you know, and he's an accurate shooter. He's good. He's just solid. Um, you're probably going to think about putting him in your New Republic squad. Um, you know, he got 335 votes, and he's a nine 9.08. He's recognized as being competitive and strong. He's good. Um, and then I, I think I want to mention. Go ahead. I, I have a, a funny story about this particular character. Um, okay. I had an extra Revan, and. I I was willing to to trade to people for um, stuff that wasn't worth quite as much, but this this young kid he really wanted Revan and he came to me with um, all kinds of like huges and um, trying to hit the value of Revan, you know, because Revan was eighty bucks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I I traded him the Revan for like some Reeks and Ackleys and <laughs> so then he traded it to another kid um, for I forget what he got out of it. The next week he there was some new squad that he wanted to do and he realized Revan wasn't that good, so he traded the Revan away for something else. And then the dude that got the Revan he traded it back to me for a wedge Antilles. <laughs> because <laughs> they were they were wanting to build uh competitive better squads to play with and and uh Revan was a was a big bartering piece yep and then Revan ended up being worth a lot more uh, <laughs> yeah in many ways. yeah um at the time was- wedge was like Five dollar rare, five or ten dollar rare, and Revan was eighty bucks. <laughs> and yeah. I even offered the, I told him I'll give you more for more than just wedge. Nope, all I want's wedge. Okay. And, and Revan, Revan may be like a couple hundred now, and I, I don't know about wedge. Wedge, what is he like? Thirty, twenty, maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. That's, what That's a good question. Worth. What what is General Wedge Antilles worth now? Um, 
But I was going to mention that just a like a a, a a little another character down from there is Ganner Reitzo um, at a nine point oh four with one hundred forty two votes, and that's a piece that's got that levitation so strong, so powerful. Played, I mean, really, really any for longest time, any New Republic care squad that was going to be worth his salt was going to have Ganner in it. Um, I think that the reason it's not up there is just the hate, maybe a little bit of hate from, you know, to get towards Ganner because he's launching people at you. Like he's grabbing somebody and throwing them six squares, you know, in front of him and man, it's nasty. So he's recognized as being good, but you know, it's funny to me that he's, like he should be higher than Shadow Val and a Lisa Jedi Master and um and 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 R2D2 Galactic Hero. He should definitely be if you're thinking about ratings in terms of gameplay, he should be higher rated. But and that's like I said, that's not what we're what we're ending up here with here for the most part. Um, um so for uh, for giggles, Wedge Antilles is a six dollar and seventeen cent piece. <laughs> oh, so on, you went on up eBay, like a dollar a dollar and seven cents or something. Right. On on well, this is uh for with five dollars shipping, so you know eleven okay. twelve bucks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gan- yeah. Ganner Rousseau. $39.99 with $5 shipping or $42 with $5 shipping. Uh, $40 yeah. with $5. So pretty much 45 bucks. <laughs> right. That should tell you something about the value of the character. <laughs> uh, Revan's like 200 maybe? Or more? Um, he's gone down. He's gone down some. The market has... Uh, a little bit of a turnaround here recently. Yeah, I missed my I Probably missed my chance. Me. I missed my chance. Probably got two extra Revens in my box somewhere and just didn't even bother to go go hunt for them. But that's okay. Um, a, you can get a Revan right now for uh, $170 shipped. <laughs> Wow, still that's yeah. I think I saw him for almost like four hundred bucks or something at one point. So Darth Cray at four hundred and twenty dollars with thirty dollars shipping. That's crazy. Wow. That is nuts. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I might I might I have extra ones of those. <laughs> I don't think it, it, it. I don't think they're going to get that. Yeah, she's she's one of the one of the more costly ones, but four hundred dollars yeah. seems like a stretch. Um, I'm ready to move on to Vong here. Um, and the number one spot on the stream. What? Oh, did we not did do, do the, the low ring? The low. I. You know what? You might be right. Let me go back and look. Um, 
for New Republic or for yeah for New Republic. Did. Yeah, we talked about Raylo. Oh no, we did. Oh, we not. talked about Raylo. Right. Raylo is the man. Right. Yeah, you're right. Um, gee. And it's funny because uh, mm-hmm. one, two, three, four. Um, She's the yeah. fourth lowest I used in the Raylo squad. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to start off Lando Calabrisian resistance recruiter uh 4.6 with uh 10 votes. Um I mean not a bad piece really. Um I think it's kind of a niche kind of thing. It's like a it's a special squad building rules kind of thing and sometimes that turns people off. Um It's uh it's a resistance piece. It's trying to make other pilots uh resistance and stuff. Um, I don't know, I, I, I just think maybe it wasn't good enough for some people. Maybe they didn't like what it was doing. Um, it's not, it hasn't really been used competitively too much. I haven't really seen anybody build anything with it that's like super powerful or anything. So, I don't know, just it's got a lower ra- ranking. Um, I think his I think his damage output is too low uh for twenty eight points is the big mm-hmm. thing. I mean he's a cloaked accurate shooter, that's great, but he's an eight attack. Um yeah. you don't have you can uh he's resistance you can use like Leia with him, right? So, yeah, I'll get that plus plus four plus ten. So you're so at twelve at for thirty one time. Yeah. And that's exactly. Yeah, um, I think the accurate caught the accurate shot puts his cost into a, a place where he's not quite as desirable for your New Republic squad. Well, we got that. Like you mentioned, the uh, the another Resistance character, Luke Skywalker of Octo. Um, yeah, and I mean he's a he's. This is before he's dead, I guess. I don't know. He's he's a 4.2, 17 votes. Man, why is he so low? He's actually pretty good. He's greater mobile double. He's uh, He's got a stupid broken ability, force projection 5. Um, the force, force projection six. 5 is probably what gets him his negative. Um, uh, it's a big complicated ability that, Basically shuts off your opponent for a turn. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, they can be. play around. It can be very difficult to play around. Right. There might be a small contingent of people who, you know, are downvoting it because it's Luke Skywalker of Octo, and that was a disappointment for a lot of people um, who were hoping Luke Skywalker would be actually in the movie um you know um he's giving Wait, Ray greater mobile mm-hmm. this was the last jedi one right um Ray's got action well it's it's yeah it's the last yes you're right it's the last jedi it's the last jedi luke yep Correct. 
So that's that's getting him some hate too. Yeah, it's 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 killing off your favorite character. It's like killing yeah. your childhood right here. And you're just this is like rubbing salt in the wound just bringing this character up kind of thing. I mean there so there's that. Um he's not I think there's play there's a place for him and he can make Ray even better um but for 28 points you might be better served just going with like other pilots and stuff so i don't know i don't think he needs to be down here at the bottom but i don't think he's like in the top 20 even really so uh, then you got pro- Vin- go ahead uh, force projecting so that they can't shoot Raylo for a round and then giving Raylo six force. Pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Just <yeah>. say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that shutting down the opponent for a round uh, is pretty, pretty strong. Um, but I mean, this is supposed to be the guy that stopped the first order, right? Like he, he stopped the right. whole like army i mean they they brought down the the brand new gorilla looking atats or whatever they're called and you know they had their whole all their forces all you know blasting away at at the at the what the what was left of the resistance um they had to sneak out the back of a foxhole i mean you know and, and and Luke just showed up like as a little force projection and and tricked them all, you know. So that's that's what it's supposed to be. I can understand people not liking it, um, but it's it is only for like people in line of sight. So if you're not in line of sight of Luke, then then like. Uh, then you ignore it. I mean, it's only for, you know, if you are in a place where you have, so, so if you lo- if you use that force projection five, you got to have Luke out there sort of in the front, in a spot where everybody, all your opponents are seeing him, you know, and then he's dead. I mean, you're killing him basically, or he's died. Um, so it's like, you know, you've, you've played him out. And you're losing 28 points, and and you're gonna, and you spend you're spending five force uh, to befuddle your enemy, or at least the ones that anybody that can see Luke. So, but yeah, I can definitely see how it could be a kind of an MPE for some people. Um, but uh, yeah, and then we've got. Bendy Drayson Ray Squadron counter tech expert and and this guy he's just so niche and I think this is one of those examples of going hard on a sub faction where people kind of get turned off on uh you know it's going Ray Squadron calling on Ray Squadron stuff and uh his commander effect is um 
Wave Squadron allies within six squares gain counterattack usable once per round an enemy's turn when an enemy fails to save. One Wave Squadron ally within a line of sight of this character may make an immediate attack or use a special ability that replaces attacks against that enemy. Complicated. And a lot going on. And it's Wraith Squadron, um, which also has a lot of complicated stuff going on. Um, it's given out different, different things. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's your door control piece and coming in at 33. You know, if something's going to give out like four different things, yeah, it probably needs to cost at least 30. But then it's also your door control piece. So it becomes a... And it's a door gimmick. So it can't... She can't close a door. So she's got to go out there and open a door and expose herself. She's only got stealth, so... Um, yeah, yeah. That's basically her... Now, you're getting uh, you're getting evade from Wedge, but her and Wedge together, man, you're you're still up in the, what, 60-point, almost 60-point range? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we got... Um... The C-3PO resistance protocol droid, I get that. I mean, he's not really doing a lot, um, and he's not very useful. You can target him to grenades and stuff. Maybe he could be useful in, like, one of those, uh, oh, what are they called? The, you know, squads with uh, and the, the guys that are Imperials, the Inferno Squadron guys, the... The guys that defected over to the New Republic that can do the the fancy stuff with grenades and stuff, maybe. But the commando, three sixty something commando, has the missiles thirty, I think. Oh yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, haven't really seen it used. Haven't really seen him being played that much. Um, um I like him for. The affinity that allows you to bring in R2. Um, it doesn't allow you to bring in Doombot, but it does allow you to bring in the, the one with sensor scope to get it to trap. Um, it also allows you to bring in R2, which he's not doing a whole lot in the squad, but he's doing some stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, the last, the lowest rated character in New Republic, which is the faction he probably is the best in, is uh, Raylo. And we've already talked about Raylo, but I mean, just it's it's kind of funny because I would, if I if you had to say, hey, what are some of the top New Republic builds? Raylo would be one of them. Right, and it's like the lowest ranked character. In New Republic with 27 votes. Hilarious. So, anyways, uh, and, you know, I think I was just to mention, uh, you know, <clears throat> Holdo, Rose Tico, those are also like down with the fives and stuff rating. Um, decent characters, useful characters. Don't really deserve to be that low, but I think. I think it's some character hate going on. Um, and maybe maybe they don't really appreciate the design. Yeah, that's fine, too. 
Ray Skywalker, the the from the um that character, um eh, okay. Yeah, it's complicated. I get it. But it's good. It's a good piece. I mean, it, it should not be a five point eight, but you know, whatever. Oh, Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker rescuer is a six. See, it's just because he's handicapped because he's so broken. He's so powerful. But just the fact that they handicapped him, we're gonna we're gonna downvote him. You know, which is crazy because he's so good. He just doesn't have the the synergy. He doesn't have the pieces to go around him to make him shine. I think is part of the problem. But he's stupid powerful. So I think I'm ready to move on here. We did the highs, we did the lows. Uh now we're ready for the vongs. Or do you just want to skip Vong? We could skip Vong. I don't know. I'll just that. name them. Yeah, I'll just name them off. Um Yep, Supreme Coral. I've heard people say that, you know, any competitive squad should have Coral in it. I don't think that's true as much anymore. At one time, it might have been true. He's got Bong reinforcements. He's got uh, a line of sight neg one um, activation thing, which is still good even now. Um, and uh, so he's, yeah, he's good. He's a competitive piece. Commander Shakel, I hate that guy. Um, he negates <laughs> saves. He's got armor six. He's got doctrine of fear. He's greater mobile doubling. He's got 100 hit points. At the end of his turn, like he can give somebody an immediate attack. Um, he's just an oh, and he has fire jelly, and he's got embrace paint. Oh, and he's got, dis- speed. He's got <laughs> discipline. He's got discipline. He's got discipline leader, so he can't shut off his commander. This guy is an asshole. Just a total <laughs> asshole. I hate this piece. Yes, he's competitive. I don't like playing against him. Yeah, he's a he's a nine point zero with eight votes. You know, um, people like him because he's because he's he's competitive. Uh, Shamir. I mean, nobody's voting for Vong pieces because they like the Vong, really. I mean, nobody's like, oh, he's my favorite Vong. You know, no one knows who they are. I mean, they're just made up like Shermer, Shermer, Germana. You know, they're stupid names. But anyways, uh, then you got, I mean, Shermer Germain is just a boss. He's just a big, beefy, triple attack, and also a Doctor of Fear. Uh, Crab Armor 6, you know, with the Commander Effect guy. He's he's powerhouse. People like him. Then probably should be like the number one at the top, highest ranked Vong piece, the Yamask War Coordinator. Couldn't have competitive Vong squads for the most part without that Yamask. That Yamask is your booming voice. It's spreading around not just commander effects. It's also spreading around the special abilities. And it copies a special commander effect from the opponent and lets you use it. It is the most, like, I don't know, sneaky, dirty little thing, like, that you can do. And and, and he lets the Vong do that. Um, 
So yeah, he should be very highly ranked. He's only an 8.8, 52 votes. There's some hate there involved, obviously, because it's just kind of a jerk thing to do. Um, this is one of those Destiny of the Force first V-set pieces that they're like, how are we going to make this uncompetitive faction from the Wizard of the Coast left us with? How are we going to make them playable? Here's the answer, and and it's kind of over the top. Um, so that's where it is. Um, then we get this Vu Raponga. And this guy, he's no good, but he looks good on paper. And, you know, he's greater mobile doubling. He's got an affinity with Anakin Solo. Who knows why? He's got counterattack force immunity, shame one, crab armor six. He looks powerful. He looks good, but he's I've never seen him really do well. But he's up here uh, ranked almost as high, higher than Verger. You know. Crazy, and and higher than Warmasters of Angla, and then of course Vergier is like in that six spot. She should be higher up, I think. Um, she's giving Crab Armor six out. Um, she's a good piece. Um, she can play with uh, a Cadus or Jason Solo or Lumaya. Um, skin. She can sever the Force. Um, she's got. She's got, she's got tears. She's got tears of the Vong, you know, healing tears. She can heal people up with her tears. I mean, just she, she's a pretty good piece. She's been in, um, tournament winning squads and squads that have multiple, multiple times placed, um, in the upper. You know, top three of like championship events, like at least three times that I can think of. So, I mean, and I've played her in some really annoying squads. So I know she's pretty good. Um, I guess we gotta go with the low. Talk about the the stupid lowest, dumbest Vaughn characters, <clears throat> and why are they? Um. You got Savang Law, son of Chucking Law. Um, and, well, oh no, that's an epic. Never mind. We gotta skip that. Um, Kunra, Shame Lieutenant, the Shamed Ones. Shame Ones are not, Shame Ones are complicated. They're difficult. They're not fun to play. They're, 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 they're difficult. Um, I can see why he's low rated. Um, just an unfavorable uh, subfaction. Then you got Minos. Use on Vong Warrior, very niche character. He's, uh, you know, working with that Shakal guy, um, giving him opportunist. Um, he's got Thud Bug and Crab Armor 11. He's a twin attack melee guy, cost 27 points. Not sure why he's so low. I've seen him in competitive squads. Uh, then you got Jaken, Most High Priest, you know. He's the scarification guy. He's given out. Um, he's got scarification. Um, that's which is pretty tough. He's got a tactician plus four, um, and then he can when he's uh, when an ally's defeated, you can move somebody like six up to their speed. Um, 
Then Eminence Harar at a 5.8 with five votes. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of this guy either, really. Um, uh, Scarification, um, Jason Ally fail, automatically fail saves. Um, he's got these de weird name devotion things um, that play around with the damage um that it's it's basically it's kind of like a oh it's it's basically uh oh, what's that called um devotion oh yeah it's the devotion ability but for vong because of course why not and then the lowest ranked vong is supreme commander slaw soon 5.57 Lawsuit. Uh, coordinated movement for unique Yuzon Vong allies. He's got forward commander for Yuzon Vong allies. And he's got a trigger defeat. Um, he's only a, um, he's a melee guy and he's only got a six attack for 10 damage. Um, his thing is Yuzon Vong pilots. He's got this big giant uh, commander effect that's. Uh, basically doing like three different things or something um it's like uh can you immediately use ability that replaces attack a unique vong ally can and then when defeated this character can be moved up to speed without provoking attacks of opportunity and make one attack at plus four plus ten damage from an attack of course cannot be prevented or redirected and enemies hit by this attack also get pushed back one square it's like who does this guy think he is does he think he's a force oh he can force push people around you're dead i just killed you like why are you running around smacking people unpreventable for plus four plus ten and shoving them around you know for 23 points you know i don't know He's he's a he's a movement guy, and he's given another immediate attack thing out to some Vong that don't really need it. So, yeah, competitive. You know, I do not like this guy. Yeah, yeah, yep. Just the so the trick beat with the commander effect and the um the cannon and forward commander and yeah i, I just I do not like this guy might might his rating might go lower after tonight i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i have not voted I, on him but uh, i am not you're a about to <laughs> and it might be lower ranked than than 5.5 <laughs> um now we're going to talk about some fringe. Uh, we've got the highest ranked fringe uniques, and that is, let's start at number one. Of course, it's your um, your favorite sheriff from Moss Pelgo, Cobb Vanth. Why not? He's 27 points, like all really great uh, Star Wars miniatures are cost at 27. Uh, he's got double. Um, uh, Basker Gam 6 has got greater mobile, so he can actually use his double attack. Uh, he's got predictable targets, so he can shoot 
everybody he can see. He's got missiles sturdy and a quick draw just in case somebody tries to run past him real quick. He can shoot him. Uh, he is a buddy of Mando, so he gets to play with all the Mando allies. And then his commander effect gives Tusken Raiders draw fire, so they have to get shot first. It's pretty hilarious. So, uh, you know, the Mandalorian was pretty popular. Um, and he, he's only got two votes. <laughs> he's a 10, but they were both 10s. But, I mean, he's here up at the top of the rate at the ratings. Um, you know, the two people that voted on him, they all agreed he was a 10. So, uh, checks all the boxes. Yeah. Um, and we got at the second spot for French. Zed and Mosh had a black sun. Um, one vote. <laughs> I think it's me. <laughs> it was a 10. Uh, this guy's really just pumping Black Sun with a rapport, and he's doing all kinds of... He's also giving him a second uh, blaster upgrade character, and um, he's, got, he's got a, you know, he's got that. He's also, like, basically a Twi'lek Black Sun Vigo in your squad... He's got that opportunist 20. Except he's a unique, so he's even a little better. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's a strong piece um, for that sub-faction. Um, I just don't think anybody else has voted. You know, I think that's it. I, I just mean, did. I used okay. this guy to win a read, so I gave him a 10. He checked all my boxes. Nice. There you go. Okay. Got me up to well, 15 activations, the blaster upgrade, and the pheromones, and the opportunity. That, does that put him above Cobb Vanth? Uh, I think it ties him. Right. Yeah, it just ties him. Uh, Cobb comes up first because he has a C instead of a Z. I ah, think. okay. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Um, well, then we're ready to head on down to Cara Dune, the third highest rated character with the 9.86 with seven votes. And, I mean, deserved. Sure. Uh, I don't know if she should really be in third, but she is a good character. Greater mobile doubling with the blast cannon, with the bounty hunter and close cover fighting. And she's got parry. She can parry. She's got a solitary plus four. So she's like already going up to a 13, 15 attack, maybe. Um, oh, don't you get a plus four from close quarters? Also? I mean, so, yeah, she's the solitary. She's, she's getting a 23. And uh, with then wow. Jarden, she's going up to a 27. So she's hitting 31 in cover. Nice. She's good. I mean, she's a powerful little character. Um, and I, I think she's popular um, among players. And she's one of the Mando's allies. She's off the Mandalorian show, which is well-liked. Um, so... 
which is competitive piece for Mando's allies and for talent card, which is a you know good option for talent card. So yeah, I can see it. Uh, next up, Teak. This is a Gen Con Champions piece. Could have been yours, Randy, if you would have been one square away or in a different square. Uh, True. Teak is awesome. I use Teak uh, to help me win uh, a world championship. Pulled it out against Mando so I could run up there and distract somebody, shut him down. Um, you know, he's he's got tons of movement with speed 12. He's got acrobatic. He's a distractor. He's got rolling evade. He's a nuisance. He's super fast. He only cost eight points. So worth it. Um, awesome little piece. So it's, it's probably, Teak should probably, if you have a, re, a, a fringe reinforcements uh, list, Teak should be on your list. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, we got Guildmaster Kratisk. Uh, Guildmaster Kratisk is pretty niche character, really. It's kind of interesting. He's a 9.5 with 11 votes. People really like that. He's a unique Trandoshan. I think people like that he's a Trandoshan and then he's, you know, he's like Bosca's grandpa or whatever he is. I don't know. Uh, he's got the twin Bounty Hunter 4 program target with a concussion rifle. And of course, like all good Trandoshans, he regens 20. So um, I don't think he's that competitive, but he is liked. He's, you know, I mean, 11 votes, that's more than a lot of other characters got. So, pretty cool. And he just eked out, just eked out one of my favorites. <laughs> and that would be what? Witten. <laughs> one of Randy's He's jobs. .05 rated, he's rated .05 higher than Witten. And that is your Gen Con champion piece, yep. right? Yep. Which he's he's doing a lot for a sub faction, um, and he's kind of complicated. So that kind of goes against like some of these others. It's it's like it's just kind of where the wind blows, you know. It's like, well, I don't like Clan Scarada having these, you know, this niche sub faction getting all these complicated you know, stuff and and with a character that I don't even know. But here's a character that most people don't even know. Uh, it's complicated stuff. Um, but I don't know. Jawas are not, Jawas are probably more popular, right? That's a pretty staple of like Star Wars. That's a, a real well-known alien. Um, and the idea of being able to run a, a squad of Jawas is kind of exciting, so I think that helps the the um, the votes on this one. I, I don't think he's gotten much play though, so we don't really I'm really seeing him competitively too much. Well, uh, he just became legal at um, Gen Con this year, yeah. so yeah, yeah. 
we'll see uh we'll see what his rating is when we get to the next gen con yeah <laughs> okay let's see we've got at the bottom for fringe the most unpopular um fringe uniques uh we got I'm going to just bring up some more of them. The EV9D9, the one that lets you shut down the uh, BX snipers. That one's a four with nine votes, uh, 4.1. Uh, then you got Unkar Plut, which was another attempt at being a reinforcement, a hard counter reinforcement piece that shuts down reserves, which got errated to be low cast. Uh, then we got Captain Zothip which is a pirate captain who basically just like every round lets you kill your opponent's pieces just for being un, like under four points. Um, but he's also bon he's also doing a lot of bonus stuff with, uh, with the, with the pirates. He's actually, a, I mean, if you're going to play pirates, I think Zothip is an option competitively, like some you should consider, putting in there but i just think some of the stuff he's doing is not popular with at least eight players um i think it's funny of of everything from here on down um he's playable everything else is pretty much not <laughs> yeah we got uh rebel storm bosk which is just a bland Vanilla shooter with bounty hunter and double claw doesn't really do anything. He's a 17, he's a worthless kind of non competitive piece. Got the universe huge doctor of ASN with homicidal surgery, the a, a negative upon the Baba rapport, but just not that playable. Um, the the universe huge dash Rendar that's just he's got opportunist playing with Thrawn. Oh well, you know, you're not getting anything with him. He, um, he's a he's a ten attack for thirty on his card. So with Talon card, he's a fourteen for forty. But at, yeah. at twenty one, can have mm -hmm. an Achani who's going to attack four times for twenty damage each. Thirty damage. <laughs> each. Yeah. Uh, then the Rebel Storm, uh, Lando Calrissian, you know, another bland kind of, I'm a double attacker, no big deal. Um, and then the bottom, oh, no, that's it. That's the bottom, Lando Calrissian, Rebel Storm, Lando Calrissian, the lowest ranked at 3.37 with 63 votes. So should he be there? I don't know. He's not very Probably. good. But but you can't even though he was like you know allies whose name contained bespin guards get plus two attack you've never been able to do anything with that worthwhile <laughs> yeah yeah just wasn't a place not even in rebel storm <laughs> no no well this was fun this was just kind of a little thing i figured it you know kind of fill up some space when we don't really have a like tournaments or um any other major things going on but uh just uh you know fun every once in a while we've done this in the past but of course it was um you know 
different sets were out and, and, and things were rated differently. So, um, you know, things have changed quite a bit. And like I said, new characters um, get put out and then sometimes they get, you know, they'll get a couple votes and they'll be highly, all of a sudden they'll be at the top of the board, the ratings. Um, you know, and that can change, you know, like some of these that we've been talking about tonight will fall and others may rise. Um, so maybe, maybe if we are doing another show in another year, we'll, maybe we'll do another one of these or something. It's, it is always kind of fun, you know, and, and it's also, it's a, cause it's a community feedback kind of thing. It's a, it's where people are at as far as like their feelings and opinions about uh, all these characters. So there's a lot of like emotion and, you know, butt hurt feelings involved in some of this stuff. So it's just, it's a lot of fun to talk about. <laughs> but but uh, I don't know, did you have anything else for tonight you wanted uh to bring up on the show? No, no, I don't think so. Uh, happy <laughs> solstice, everybody. Yeah, we will be uh, coming back after, I think next week we'll have a show. Um, I know it's going to be holiday stuff going on. Um, so, you know, hopefully there will be a show next week. And um, But, you know, I think we're going to, Christmas will be uh, before the next show, right? So, Maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about whatever fun Christmas presents we got. <laughs> what Star Wars minis we got for Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see everybody next week, same Sith time, same Sith channel, and uh, good talking to everybody. Good night. Yep. Good night.